Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Biggie, right? We yeah. Notorious B.I.G. Kyle turns us into a Yo! MTV rap today. Uh, Mike Gudadoria won a Super Bowl with the Rams, the greatest show on turf. He's a UCF Hall of Famer. Um, and he's probably one of the nicest people that you'll meet for a while. And that'll get on your nerves. And don't play cards with him. <laughs> that was a good introduction, right? Huh? Yeah, it's beautiful. I love yeah. it. You'll be on my team, though. You'll win for sure. That's right. Okay, I want to play something for you. And I were texting yesterday because I said, did you find anything deceitful about what the Lions did when it came to uh, the game against the Cowboys and having a lineman be eligible? But I want to play something. This was the video the NFL released yesterday uh, from Perry Fuel and Walt Anderson. Let me play the beginning of the clip, and then you respond. But this is what the NFL released to the players, teams, and media yesterday. As a reminder to clubs and players, an offensive player numbered 50 through 79 or 90 through 99 is permitted to line up as an eligible pass receiver. To allow the defense an opportunity to match personnel to avoid deception and to ensure fairness, the player must immediately report the change in his eligibility status to the referee, who will inform the defensive team and will make an announcement to the stadium before that play. It is the responsibility of the player to be sure that change in status is clearly communicated to the referee by both a physical signal with his hands up and down in front of his chest and to report to the referee his intention to report as an eligible receiver. All right, Mike Rudadoria, did the Lions do anything wrong in the game against the Cowboys? Well... If I'm going to put my lawyer cap on here, <laughs> I don't think I saw Decker wave you know, his hands over his numbers. So the video evidence to me, with a trained eye, shows him going over there and talking to the referee. I was hoping you were going to play me an audio clip of like a referee one of the players had and could pick up some of the right. verbal right. instructions that a player gave to the referee. But as you but watched it, it or saw the highlight, and someone that, uh, okay, you're a center, but you had guys that, 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 that you know became eligible... What did you think about, because some say, well, they were deceiving by having three players go over to the ref, and therefore he got confused, but there's nothing illegal about that. So what did you think when you saw it? I agree. I think that if you can play the game of football within the rules and using the rules to your advantage, if I'm an OC, I'm looking for things like that. And the NFL might change the rule. I texted you that I can see the game evolving to the eligible player is going to get a card from the head coach. He's got to hand that card, write his number on it, hand it to the referee. The referee's going to hold it up because of this kind of mistake. I'm going to call it a mistake by the referee. I don't know, you know how people are going to take that, but um, I thought clearly that the two receivers to the left side were off the ball, but aligned in a manner to make it look like one was off the ball and one was on the ball. And even the left side up receiver tapped his back butt, which is a signal for the side judge to know that he's off the ball. The two receivers to the right were both on the ball, making Decker eligible. I think 
you know, granted this thing happens fast, right. you know, and defenses have to figure out what's going on, you know, but you got to know that. And I think that I love what the OC or the head coach of, of, uh, of Detroit did, sending all three linemen, some that have been eligible in, in the past on film, so the defense doesn't know exactly who it is. I just think that the ref messed up. And, you know, mistakes happen. Sure. I get it. It's just unfortunate for everybody. It happened on this, the biggest stage in the NFL, with great big implications. Does it matter that Dan Campbell, the ref, uh, the coach, told the ref, we are likely going to run this at some point? Oh, yeah. No, and, and that meeting happens before every game, right? right? Mark's now. I'm dating myself, going back, you yeah. know, two decades here about when I played football. But Mike, we, we have a lot of trick plays and formations and movements that the NFL hadn't seen at that point. And Mike Marks would tell us his players, "Hey, no, I talked to the ref about this, this, and this. We'll be good." Because we didn't even have questions. Wait, can we do that? Is that legal? Yeah, no. I, listen, it's legal, and the ref knows it's coming. You know, I even showed him my opening script. It's the third play. You know, don't throw a flag on it. It's legal. And they discuss it. But so the eligible, no uh, I mean, the eligible lineman, the defense is told. It's not like it's a secret. They're told. Well, you saw you saw the referee walk right up to, over the ball and discuss with the defense. Right. And the referee touched his, his chest right. discussing who the eligible number was. I think it's clear to anyone with even an untrained eye that the referee made a mistake. Now, listen, they didn't make it easy on him, but... If he was in the meeting pregame, he should have known that was coming. Or he should have known it was a possibility that that was coming. In the course of an NFL game, how many times is a player doing that to, 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 to be declared eligible? Uh, some fans may think it happens twice in a season. Does it happen three, four times during a game? How common is it? Um, probably not common at all. I think it depends on, number one, the kind of offense you run. But I think every offense has a goal line defense. Right. And whether or not that that newly eligible player is in a pass game. You like you're, if you're in, you know, a predominantly run game uh, offense, and there's no chance you're going to throw a uh, a wide pop to your to your backup tackle. You're still going to have him report. Why? So the threat of it is there to keep the linebackers back. So it's it's something that's common in every offense, regardless if it's within your offense. Uh, Mike Gutierrez is with us, a, a Super Bowl champ of the Rams years ago. Um, is there anything wrong with the tush push of the Eagles, and why are they the only ones that have mastered it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, keep in mind, I'm an offensive guy. Right. And sometimes my kids get mad at me because I'm watching a football game. Like, well, Dad, who are you rooting for? I'm like, for offense. <laughs> um, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, why would there be anything wrong with it? I actually don't think there's anything wrong with pulling a player. You know, it's a big rugby scrum. It's where the origins of football came from. I mean, I, I, they do it very well. I like. I think they're very successful at it. I think more teams probably would do it. Um, but should it be illegal? Absolutely. In my point of my point of view, no, it shouldn't. You played with Orlando Pace. Um, he arguably is one of the best to, to ever play uh, the position. Trent Williams puts fear in the opponents. Sometimes the teams run away from him. Describe how important it is to have a dominant left tackle and what it means. Well, I think it, it, it allows you to do a lot of other things with your offensive line. I mean, I remember when Orlando first came in as the number one draft pick to the St. Louis Rams, um, Vermeil and Mike March came to me and said, hey, listen, on all your protections, check what you have to check, but then get over there and help Orlando. You know, but that was – and then, like, maybe a quarter through his rookie season, hey, he's pretty good. You know, you can go help, help, help the other tackle now. You know, so 
um, it really puts a lot of pressure off the rest of the offensive line and the quarterback if he's a right-handed quarterback, for sure. Why are so many quarterbacks getting injured? Well, I'll tell you what one of my favorite coaches told me, Jim Hannafin, who's since passed. Mm -hmm. He was a little bit discussed. Listen, I'm from a school where we – and Vermeil disputes this. Vermeil came and spoke to my high school football team, and I told him we had three full practices a day. He said, no, it was only two and a half. (laughs) Um, But I come from that background where – practice makes you better you're, you're, you're out there in full pads banging three times a week i'm sorry three times a day during training camp and you get forged in the fire where i just don't think the players get the amount of practice live practice pads going and flying um until the game the game is like their first real playing of football it's not during the week where i think players need that so you're putting stress on the body. You're, you know, your fast twitch muscles aren't used to doing what needs to do game time. I think if you did it more during the week, I just think the new collective bargaining agreement, while in an effort to save players' bodies by limiting the amount of um, contact coaches have with them in the offices, but also on the field with, with playing time and full pad practice playing time, that you see the end product, the game day product, suffering a little bit. You coach, uh, you've coached the high school level, you work in camps, and, and I'm curious, and maybe it varies by position. Offensive linemen, uh, are we are we better at developing them? Are we not as good because of some of the things you just said about practice, about quality of coaches, about emphasis of seven-on-seven camps? Everybody's searching for offensive linemen, transfer portal, even the NFL um, and there doesn't seem to be a large group of excellent ones. Is the development process better or worse today? I think it's way worse, Mark. It's way worse. And I could probably talk for an hour with you mm-hmm. about offensive line play and how it's uh, degrading every season that goes by. Um, and once again, I lean on Coach Jim Hannafin. There's just, but I do think there's a saving grace at the end. But, yes, the, the amount of attention that an offensive lineman needs at at 100% full-go practice is completely required to see that in games. You can't practice a half-speed offensive line play versus a bag and think you're going to block an Aaron Donald. It's just not going to happen. So what I see happening, especially you know on the college level, is recruiters will come in. They don't really, if they know they're not getting a kid that's talented with technique, so they say, well, maybe he can save himself by being 6'6", 320 with no technique. And while I love offensive linemen and it's a a brotherhood that I don't care if it's a team that's my, you know, I'll say it right now. I'm a UCF, I bleed black and gold, but I will, if a USF lineman, O lineman calls me today and says, I'm in Sarasota. Can you help me coach? Absolutely. Because he's an offensive lineman. It's that kind of brotherhood. Um, But you see, I mean, it just, there's, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. I mentioned USF, and I got a little bit upset. No, but I'm I'm going to add to this. i got two final questions, one serious and then one not. Like Alabama, and God knows they put out so many alignments. they got three guys, Mike, that are 6'5", over 350. Not that you can't be good, but we now are asking the human body to reach levels that you kind of wonder, like, are you big and fat versus, no, he's really good uh, off a line. But we're we're building linemen at sides that we've never seen. What's that? Mark, it's the latter. And you saw it. You yeah. saw it with Alabama. Now, I'm going to defend the, the center for Alabama. In some cases, the commentator saying, a uh, bad snap from right. the center when it wasn't a bad snap. 
Was it a low snap? For sure. But if you compare the quarterback uh, for Alabama right now versus Jalen Hurts, watch Jalen Hurts take a snap for Philadelphia Eagles. He's in a good athletic position. His palms are facing the center. His knees are bent. And that ball snapped, and he's, he's got eyes on the ball. When I was watching the Alabama center, he was straight-legged looking downfield. Well, come on. I mean, the quarterback was straight-legged looking downfield. Yeah, the quarterback yeah. was straight-legged right. looking downfield. And then he had to bend his knees to get the snap. The quarterback should be in a position as of a receiver coming out of a comeback route. Eyes on, eyes on the quarterback. Hands up ready for the ball. Knees bent in a good athletic position. That's what the quarterback should be getting a snap. Now, listen, the center has issues, too. The center needs – you know, it's hard to block. You know, there's a – the fumbled snap, you know, the center had a a, a, a one technique on him, mm-hmm. no help from the guards, and it was a run block. That's the hardest thing you can ask the center to do. Shotgun snap the ball, run block, block a guy by yourself. Oh, yeah, and by the way, it's the number one, you know, number one team in the country you're going against on the biggest stage. That's the toughest scenario to be in, so I give the kids some slack. However, you know, I, I, I'd like to see – Teams like Alabama that have the lion's share of the money, and it seems like a coach for a coach to tie shoelaces. You know, I mean, just the amount of coaching on the staff is ridiculous. There should be a dedicated center coach to teach these kids the release point of the ball. Because in a lot of cases, what I didn't like as a as a former center and a guy that teaches this at the high school level, when your center's blocking back for a pulling guard, his barrel adjusts. You know, if his spine is the barrel of a gun. On the snap, it's pointed right at the quarterback. Well, if he's blocking back, a lot of times that ball goes off center. And in most cases, the back is on the same side as the pulling guard. So now the quarterback's got to reach up to his left and then hand the ball back to his right, to the, to, to, the, to the running back. Those are the things that are so easily taught to a young kid that might have only been brought to a bigger school or to a college school just because he's big. Not because he has technique. Right. But then let's have the coaches to teach these kids the technique. But that, I don't uh, know if I answered your question. No, 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 you did. It's a good point. No, no, listen. I love You're the first guy that I've heard break down about that snap and point out about the position of a quarterback when others are just making assessments uh, that they may not well, know. But for an announcer to say, oh, yeah, that yeah. snap, we yeah. don't understand all the mechanics and, believe it or not, geometry that goes into that. Yeah. Let me end with I mean, this. The release point. They, they, have, they have quarterback coaches that discuss the elbow height, the, how far the hand should come back to the ear, where your offhand should be on your chest, turn your hips as you throw. A lot of those same mechanics are going on with the center. And by the way, he's got a 320-pound nose guard that wants to tear his head off, and we're not going to use one of your hands. Right. Uh, let me end with this, and this may be the most important question. When playing poker with Mike Gudadoria, is 7, 8, 9, 10, king a straight? Oh, in Mike, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100% is straight. However, I would try to manipulate that to be a straight flush. I think I could, depending on what was on TV. That uh-huh. night. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mike. Love you. Appreciate it, man. Brother, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Mike Gudadoria, the uh, Super Bowl champion for the Rams and a UCF Hall of Famer. He's the first guy I've heard point about about uh, the snap uh, for Alabama that fourth down presenting you with a center's view uh, of it. Uh, Steve Hogan, uh, the CEO of Florida Citrus Sports, uh, will join us next. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.